from Grain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Darn tootin. Here. Turn to it. Now, like, I'm so self-conscious about it now. Like, it's a whole situation. (laughs) (laughs) Just tootin'. Just tootin' around, you know? Just tootlin' about. Tootin'. Just tootlin' about. The Reddit loves it. It's okay. Well, you know, as long as somebody's loving it. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that was a whole, like, weird thing that happened. So... Uh, we we teased it a little bit last week, but so this week we'll talk about it uh, kind of at the beginning of the show here. Uh, we like, Rick for whatever reason was like, "Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like plug ourselves on this thing after uh-huh. two years or three years. How long? How long has this show been on the air? Like three years. I've been here for like one though. Yeah, not uh, even one. Has it not been? It's been a year now. We've passed a year since oh, yeah, we started we are doing past the. Year. Uh, You're right. Since we did started doing the eighty style challenge. Yeah. Um, I can find out for sure if I just head to uh, blindinjustudios. dot com. dot com. Check it out. Uh, because <laughs> on the really, really, okay, never mind. I have to check out the RSS feed. Mm. Our full logo isn't on. Yeah, I know there's not. I just, I just want to see the Mac. You suck. You suck. <laughs> I literally just want to see our show badge. That's all I want. <sighs> I'm so mad because it's it's hidden here, like at the bottom, so I can't see how long we've been on the air. Yeah. Well, here, if I go to the, the last page, check the date. 2014. Huh. Four years. Wow. In June, it'll be four years. Wow. Anyway... Neither here nor there. But anyway, yeah. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to go selflessly plug myself on Reddit. Well, I've, I have only recently like went on the homebrewing subreddit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look at all these people. And then I was like, I'm not going to talk about homebrew bound on here because it doesn't seem like the right platform. Because this is people talking about homebrewing. But then I started seeing a lot of posts about like people like, Oh, look at the latest episode of this brewing podcast and this one. And then I was like, ah. what about my brewing podcast? Well, it's basically like, well, I'm going to throw it out there. And I was pretty much like, everyone's going to be like, get out of here with your stupid, shameless self-promotion. and No one wants to listen to your dumb show. But I figured like maybe a couple people would check it out and that's worth it to me. Whatever. I'll give it a go. And the reaction was completely opposite. Yeah, it was. It was, was kind of bonkers. I was not expecting yeah. what happened there. Like, yeah. I, I kind of lurked. I didn't pop up and say anything, but yeah. it was just like these people are quoting us. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, a number people of like you, us. <laughs> apparently, a number of you listening are part of the homebrewing subreddit and got involved in conversation, which I think is awesome. Uh, I think it's a. I'm happy to communicate with our listeners so yeah that's another way that we can do that that we weren't really aware that would be possible um so we're happy you guys are listening thrilled um yeah we it was it was a weird night it was because the reaction was completely different than what i thought it was going to be 
Mm-hmm. And it was, instead of people being like, no one cares about that, there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, I'd already listened to that. Yeah, no, you, this is not new information. <laughs> I thought I was giving y'all new information. I was, we thought we were helping. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely fun to interact with you guys who were on there who talked with us. And if you're not on there, well, then it's fun to interact with you guys. If mm-hmm. Also, if you email us or Facebook or Twitter. Right. Or and speaking of interactions, all kinds of stuff. Uh, this episode is being live streamed again to patrons. Uh, all episodes Ooh. going forward, and uh, episodes of tabletop theater, and you know any any other show that we don't currently do a live stream for, uh, is available as a patron stream. Yeah, because we have the cameras. Why not give you guys something a little extra? If you want to see our beautiful faces, get access to Homebrew Bound literally weeks before everyone else. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're on the live stream, you're at least right now a, a few weeks in advance. I guarantee you're. Well, if you're listening right now, you're five weeks ahead. Yeah. So, hopefully, not quite that much in the future. As we'll kind of even out, like we. Yeah. Used no. To. Yeah. I've, but, uh, once once we hit June again, yeah. things will even out because I'm heading to Europe for a month. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I'm in Europe now. While you're listening to this episode. Ooh. Ooh, actually, I think I might be in Belgium right now while you're listening to this episode, <laughs> if I have my timing right. Well, good thing we're trying to Belgium. I know, today. right? <laughs> <laughs> call the call us back from the future to tell us how it pairs like, this, up. This, this is the point where up. I would usually like insert some sort of weird blurb and nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Let's just wait three seconds to see if future Casey calls. He didn't. No, nope, he guy's didn't. An asshole. What a dick. All right. No, but anyway. So, yeah. No. So I will actually be in Belgium while you guys are listening to this, which is kind of cool. <laughs> like, I didn't is. realize that when we planned out the episode. It's perfect. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm going to Cantillon, which you would hate. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's uh it's a hundred year old or it was uh it's a sour brewery that started in like 1900. Oh okay. And they are they've been brewing lambics there. Yeah, that since. sounds terrible sounds amazing uh it's a self-guided tour through basically a brewing museum that's an active brewery wow yeah that's cool and there's a torture museum too that i'm going to in bruges all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) nothing beer related just a thing that's happening Uh, all right so should we talk about this belgian triple or do you have other beer things that you would like to talk about today no i haven't really done anything i mean I have not either. I thought there was another thing we were going to talk about, but I forgot what it was, so probably next episode. Yeah, next episode we might talk about the thing that Casey forgot to talk about. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about our Belgian triple, our ESC Belgian triple. Uh, And for those of you who have forgotten, that recipe goes something like this. Or exactly like this. Well, do you have the recipe up? I don't have the recipe. Do you remember how many... How many different ingredients we put in the grist? No idea. Two. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, 13 pounds of Pilsner, Belgian, uh, and two pounds of uh, blonde candy sugar. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. For, oh shit, uh, for, this is an 8.5% beer. Yep. Okay. Uh, then we, uh, hops wise, we did Styrian Goldings at 60 minutes, one and a half ounces, and Styrian Goldings at 30 minutes, uh, half an ounce. And we fermented with Abbey Ale yeast from White Labs. Because it makes sense. Yes. All right. So, pulling this up here, this is uh, style 26C of the BJCP style guidelines. 
I remember the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay. We'll do it in the next episode. Sounds good. All right. Uh, overall impression, a pale, somewhat spicy, dry, strong Trappist ale with a pleasant, rounded malt flavor and firm bitterness. Quite aromatic with spicy, fruity, and light alcohol notes combining with the supportive, clean malt character to produce a surprisingly drinkable beverage considering the high alcohol level. Oh. Let's talk about aroma. Aroma? Okie dokie. Complex bouquet with moderate to significant spiciness, moderate fruity esters, and low alcohol and hop aromas. Generously, or generous, spicy, peppery, sometimes clove-like phenols. Esters are often reminiscent of citrus fruits such as oranges, but may sometimes have a slight banana character. A low yet distinctive spicy floral, sometimes perfumey hop character is usually found. Alcohols are soft, spicy, and low in intensity. The malt character is light with a soft, slightly grainy sweet or slightly honey-like impression. The best examples have a seamless, harmonious interplay between the yeast character, hops, malt, and alcohol. Okay. Uh, spicy. Spicy. You perfumey. Got that right. uh, like a lemony floral note in the, like, the perfuminess. Yeah, that, you get that lemony note. Um, yeah, no, uh, like the alcohol's there, but it's not like intense. It's background alcohol. It's, it's sure. background and it's helping that perfumey note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see a little bit of honey. Yeah, I think you hit, you're hitting the nail on the head with the aroma here. It, I don't think yeah. I have anything to add. That's, wow. It's a lemony... It's interesting. It's it smells nice. It smells very nice. Yeah, I'm terrified to try this. <laughs> it's nine percent beast. Yeah. Uh, All right. You want to talk about some uh, appearance here? Uh, aroma thumbs up. Yeah. Aroma thumbs up. Yep. I'll talk about appearance then. Uh, deep, oh wait, no. Yep. Or did you talk about aroma? You did. I did. I will talk yeah. about appearance. Sorry. <laughs> That's uh, why I was confused. I, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's been a long morning, man. It has already. It's been a long morning. All right. Uh, deep yellow to deep golden color. Good clarity. Effervescent. Long-lasting. Creamy. Rocky white head resulting in characteristic Belgian lace in the glass. Our head has dissipated because we poured this about 20 minutes ago again. Yep. That is clear uh, with a chill haze. Yeah. Holy crap. Yep. Uh, effervescent as balls. There's so many bubbles. Yeah, there's still a lot of bubbles clinging. But uh, I'm surprised with the clarity, actually. It's very clear and just a little bit of chill haze. Yeah, yeah it's that deep yellow. Yep. Like a uh, very uh, dehydrated pee. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen more dehydrated pee than this, though. All right. Flavor. Marriage of spicy, fruity, and alcohol flavors supported by a soft, rounded, grainy, sweet malt impression. Occasionally with a very light honey note. Low to moderate oh. phenols are peppery in character. Esters are reminiscent of citrus fruit such as orange or sometimes lemon and are low to moderate. A low to moderate spicy hop character is usually found. Alcohols are soft, spicy, and low in intensity. Bitterness is typically medium to high from a combination of hop bitterness and yeast-produced phenolics. Substantial carbonation and bitterness lends a dry finish with a moderately bitter aftertaste with substantial spicy fruity yeast character. 
The grainy sweet malt flavor does not imply any residual sweetness. Hmm. I'm going to be right back. There's Talk one for a tip. second. He's got a plan. I'm giving it a giving it a three sip rule going on here. Seeing what's happening. I wanted to get a fresh pour. Okay. He wants to get a fresh pour. Belgian. I uh, the one sitting in my glasses started to go a little flat. Was the was the issue I was running into? Yeah, I'm running into that same sort of. Uh, go go grab a pour, man. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. Mm. Oh yeah, that helps. All right, so wow, uh, it's sweet. I got some citrus. Um, man, uh, a little spicy. And like there, there is there is some some bitterness on the back end. Maybe not as much, but it finishes so clean and so dry that I immediately want to get some more. This beer is dangerous. Yeah. Hmm. So that's I would put this at almost. That's a that's spicy. Um. Not like, not like spicy Mexican food. It's like got the. It's got a lot of spices. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's it. like pepper and clove. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's good amount of that. Um, don't I? It's almost like I don't know. To me, it's almost lemon lime. Yeah, no, it's there's like a like a spritiness to it. Yeah, it's almost like that. Um, but but a beer version. Yeah. No, this like. <laughs> and man. at first I was like, I don't like this. But then now that I'm placing the flavors, you know, immediately when I tasted this, I'm like, I really like this triple. This is a problem. Now that I'm placing the flavors, I'm digging it. I'm digging the. It's almost like there's Sprite in this. You no, know, it's it's very soda like. Yeah. It's very it's effervescent. It's 9% soda, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's very effervescent, like soda. Yep. Um, it's spicy, unlike soda. And it's got alcohol in it. But the, there's a significant lemon-lime flavor that is... Well, and... Would but, be very overpowering without all the spiciness. There's a lot of spiciness, um, and you get a little bit of that hot there. And then it finishes dry. It's It finishes quite dry, yeah. What did we come out to on a... On a final gravity. I, I'd have to look at my notes again. I don't have it in front of me. Estimated was like ten fifteen, but I think we hit like ten ten. Okay. Yeah, it finishes quite dry. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm digging the flavor on this one. This is not really like any Belgian triple I've ever had before, though. Um, but it doesn't fall out of style, I don't think. I don't think it does either. I think it matches, but I think it matches to a different side of the style well, than I've ever tried. Well, it's not as, uh, for lack of a better term, Belgian-y. Well, and like, it, it, it it's feels it has less... some of that. This yeah, is... it's, Bel- it's Belgian-y, but not to the degree that I've had. I, and I like triples well mm-hmm. enough. Um, 
I, I like triples and quads. This would be a good uh, late summer evening beer. Well, the thing I was going to say about it is for a triple, I, I guess I'm used to triples that are a little more syrupy. Yeah. And this is not at all. This is almost like the Saison of triples. Like, it's effervescent. It's very Saison-like. It is, but it still matches triple. Mm-hmm. It's That's why I say it's like the Saison of triples, because it's it's very light feeling because of the dryness, mm-hmm. but it still has that pretty well-rounded mouthfeel of a triple. Yeah. <clears throat> it just dries out more than I expect from a triple, which doesn't miss style at all. No. Nope. It just is different than a lot of the commercial triples that I've had. It just is what it is. What it is. Um, I like it. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I really enjoy this. I like it too. Not only do I think it... I think it matches style. I think it matches a side of the style that we don't see often in commercial mm-hmm. brewed ones. But based on what this says, it matches our style. And it's it, it tastes great. Well, and... I'm notorious for not liking Belgians. Mm-hmm. I really like this beer. So I don't know what that says about this beer or me. <laughs> I feel like as you're going towards sours, I'm coming around towards on Belgians. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably a little bit. I don't like it, you jerk. But this is for sure a, a different side of triples than what you normally can mm-hmm. get commercially. And I like it. All right, um, mouthfeel. Medium light to medium body, although lighter than the substantial gravity would suggest. Highly carbonated. The alcohol content is deceptive. No shit. And has little <laughs> to no obvious warming sensation. Always effervescent. Yeah, no, this is this is dangerous. This is dangerous as balls. Yeah, this if is... I leave this on tap, DOO tonight is going to be a slop fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is medium light body. Um... It's highly carbonated, alcohol deceptive. That's a kind of want to leave it on for DOO tonight just to see what see happens what to Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt would drink this too. Yeah, I, I think any of us would drink it. I mean, it's it's no because I'm putting the bitter on us with my other beer, so I'm just drinking that. There you go. I'm drinking bitters idea. until they're gone. <laughs> That's a good bitter. Well, any bitter's a good bitter. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. This hits pretty much every piece of the style. Yeah. No. This um, is uh. This is this is a nailed it. It's a green check. It's a hard green check right hard there. Hard green. Hard green. All right. So <laughs> we are on to another IPA next here, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to find one because apparently it's the wrong time of year for red IPAs. How about that? Yeah. I was able. To, so I take that back. I was technically able to find one. Mm-hmm. It was over a year old, though. Let's not. So I didn't get it. <laughs> That's not going to be a good representation. No. N- I was like, nah. Nah. I'm okay. We'll also, like, when that. I was looking at... So I found the, uh, like, last week's milk stout in cans, right? Mm-hmm. But the expiration date was, like, October of 2017. Yeah, also probably don't do that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so yeah i gotta like looking at expiration dates is very important guys please do that before you buy uh like yeah. buy anything on the shelf 
I know like liquor stores they need to sell their stock, but view a liquor store of like a grocery store. Yep. Where check the expiration dates and they should be more proactive in pulling uh, stuff off their shelves and selling it for a discount rate when it's getting close to that expiration date if they want to like clear their shelves out. Right. I feel Not just leave it up like there. If grocery stores can do it, liquor stores can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Why not? Why wouldn't you be able like, to? Like, yeah, why would you say, well, hey, you know, no, this this thing is shelf-stable for forever. Just like, no, beer is not liquor no. or wine. No. And even wine, some of wine has, like, you're not supposed to age all wines, I don't think. I don't think so. So, you know, just be smart, guys. <laughs> yeah, just check your expiration dates and then get really frustrated when they only use, like, brewery code on it. And then don't uh, buy it. Yeah, brewery code is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, PSA, if there's anyone who owns a brewery out there, do not use brewery code on your... I feel like most of them are getting away from that. I know they are. They use brewery code for their batch number, which I understand. I get that. But also put a bottled date on it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't have a bottled or a best best buy buy date on it, you need to put it on there. And I feel like a bottled date is better... I think so. Certain styles I'm fine with, you know, getting at a later Best Buy date right. than others. Like IPAs, I want I want my Best Buy date to be within like three months. Yeah. Three months is about my cutoff. And then, then it gets a little iffy. And mm-hmm. there's a few where I'll buy them a little later, uh, depending on what style of IPA it is and right. whatnot. But stouts, yeah, you just let that best or that bottle date just go. Yeah. Like, woo. Yeah. No, a bottled date is better, but at least put a Best Buy date so someone has an idea of where you're at. Because you don't want your beer being purchased by someone who can't find an expiration date, and then it's three years old and then old it's and bad. tastes like garbage. Well, and we've run, it, we've run into that on DOO and given mm-hmm. beers bad ratings because... Like, there was no expiration date. We don't know how fresh the beer was. And we could tell by taste it was probably old, but you can't determine that without Yeah, and knowing. I mean, once we open it, we have to. We have to talk about it. But. Right. So that's like, you're... There's no... There, yeah. It helps you as a brewery if you put it on there. Because then if someone tries it and they're like, this is terrible, and they look at the bottle and they're like, oh, it's, it's a year and a half old. Okay. And it's an IPA. Well, that makes sense. Yep. So, but without it, people are just going to not buy your beer again. Mm-hmm. And so, that's a gripe that we commonly it is, I and mean, we brought over. it up multiple times. Yeah. It's, like, but I feel like it's worth reiterating. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely like. I know a few liquor store owners, and I understand how hard it is to keep fresh product on your shelves and mm-hmm. you're dealing with distributors the three tier system in our country sucks ass mm-hmm. I get that but uh, you also you know you're, you're a business owner um, and you have you know a certain like you should take a little bit of pride in the product that you're pushing out the door right? Yeah but that's also where part of the the responsibility falls on the consumer to yep. try yeah, to yeah, yeah. Be, be a smart consumer yeah so it's, it's kind of a mixed responsibility there. All right. Should we actually talk about red IPAs now? Yeah, we can. Now that we, we bitched can. about... Now that we've solved the world's problems. Right? We do so. solve the world's problems on this show, guaranteed. One beer at a time. I feel like our listeners should send us their personal problems and we'll give them answers. Yeah. Not good answers. We, yeah. Okay. There we go. 
but as long answers. as we as long as we clarify, <laughs> we're gonna give you answers. You're we'll give you gonna, we'll give you beer soaked answers, guaranteed. You probably shouldn't listen to them, but we will give you advice. Hey, you know, every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know, you're so. right about that. Okay, see if we find your nut. That got weird. <laughs> I didn't come out how I thought it was gonna. Uh, Let's this, move on. This triple has ruined this episode. <laughs> All right. Overall impression of the red IPA. Hoppy, bitter, moderately strong like an American IPA, but with some caramel toffee and or dark fruit malt character, retaining the dryish finish and lean body. I do love that lean body. Lean that body. makes IPAs so drinkable. The red IPA is a little more flavorful and malty than an American IPA without being sweet or heavy. She's not heavy. Oh, um, she's right in between. Nice and curvy. Yeah, thick. <laughs> aroma. A moderate to strong fresh hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops, such as tropical fruit, stone fruit, citrus, floral, spicy, berry, melon, pine, resinous, etc. Many versions are dry hopped and can have an additional fresh hop aroma. This is desirable, but not required. Grassiness should be minimal if present. A medium low to medium malty sweet aroma mixes in well with the hop selection and often features caramel, toffee, toasty, and or dark fruit character. Fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. 1056. A restrained alcohol note may be present, but this character should be minimal at best. Any American or New World hop character is acceptable. New hop varieties continue to be released and should not constrain this style. Appearance. Ooh. Well, hang on. Binoculars. Let's talk about the aroma of this imaginary red IPA. We have. Mm-hmm. Mm, wonderful. All right. Uh, yeah, no. So, well, the interesting thing there is you can go either way with the, uh, with the yeast character. Yeah. So the question is, do we go with... Like, it, it says it can be clean, so I don't think we should go with a cleaner cleaner yeast. Like, maybe we should go with London Ale. Well. Or, or a yeast that we've never tried before. I do like doing that. It seems like it's 50-50 on it. Uh, fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. We could. Hang on. Why yeast? My favorite of the yeast. <laughs> but but why? But why? Yeast. Oh, <laughs> I, I just really like 1056. It's, that's really <laughs> it. I don't have any loyalty, though I would love... That's why I slapped it in there I for know. you. <laughs> I, w- I would love a Why yeast like uh, sponsorship. Is that a thing? That hey. would have been real nice when we started this whole situation. Um, so Why yeast, what do you think? Yeah, Why yeast, help us out, guys. Uh, also, they have, from what I hear, one of the coolest setups in San Diego. So, uh, why is this, right? Why is this in San Diego, San Diego, right? Or no, no, that's that's White Labs. Never mind. Yeah. Why is this in Oregon? Okay. I am wrong. So let's not talk about the thing in San okay. Diego. <laughs> Actually, no, there's not a thing. White Labs has one of the coolest things in San Diego that I really want to go check out. It's yeah. a, uh, so they, they have like a pilot uh, brewery there and they have a tasting room that you can go into. And 
What they do is they split their batches up and ferment them with different yeast, so you can taste the same beer with different yeast side by side, and they let you know what yeast it is oh. and all that. So you can go in and try the yeast before you... We should go out to San Diego. I have a free place to stay there. Do I have a free place to stay there? Yeah. All right, then. I have a cousin who lives in San Diego. We should she's go to San Diego. The, she's in the Marines, and she has a spare room. HB on the road! Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, looking at these, what is Denny's favorite 50, and can I get it? What's that? What are you talking about? Uh, oh, the, the uh, yeast? It's a yeast strain from my yeast. The terrific all-around uh, yeast can be used for almost any beer is a mainstay of one of our local home brewers, Mr. Denny Khan. Hmm. What yeast company is this? Why yeast. Sure. I'm back on why yeast. I still like their yeast better. It's okay. not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I like the smack pack, man. The smack pack, it's satisfying. You smack it is. It, it is and nice. And it gets big. And then you pour it into your yeast starter and it gets bigger. Yeah. I do like the smack pack. Let's do Denny's. If I can find it on uh, Northern Brewer, yes. Okay. Because So, uh, when I was doing the Cal Common and the pre-prohibition porter, I needed the... Uh, the I needed the California common yeast or mm-hmm. you know the California lager yeast and I couldn't find it in Northern Brewer I ended up spending as much on shipping for that freaking yeast <laughs> as, uh, as as much as it costs like right. it pretty much doubled the price because yeah. I had to order from somewhere that's else that's a bummer yeah I was not I was not I wasn't super happy about that Uncool. whole situation uh, we're on appearance now right yes okay uh, color ranges from light reddish amber to dark reddish copper should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. Medium sized, off white to cream colored head with good persistence. Persist. A flavor. Flava. Flavavre. Hop flavor Flavavre. is medium to very high and should reflect an American or New World hop character, such as citrus, floral, citrus. pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Medium high to very high hop bitterness. Malt flavor should be medium low to medium and is generally clean but malty sweet up front with medium dark caramel, toffee, toasty, and or dark fruit malt flavors. The character malt choices and the hop selection should be should complement and enhance each other, not clash. The level of malt flavor should not adversely constrain the hop bitterness and flavor presentation. Low yeast derived fruitiness is acceptable but not required. Dry to medium dry finish. Residual sweetness should be medium low to none. The bitterness and hop flavor may linger into the aftertaste but should not be harsh. A very light clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions. Mouthfeel. Medium light to medium body with a smooth texture smooth smooth you listen to kqrs <clears throat> you're listening to bns smooth bns kq today on the daily drive we're walking down the smooth avenue and we'd like to thank you for listening it's very smooth this episode is brought to you by viewers like you listen well, I'm sorry, man. I watched too much PBS. <laughs> Actually, no, patrons are technically viewing right now. That's true.
viewers like you. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Because they are actually viewing, and they're the ones giving us the money. Viewers. It is brought to you by <laughs> viewers like you. <laughs> Quite literally. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, very light, smooth, alcohol warming. Not a fault. Uh, oh, wait. I am on mouthfeel, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I hit smooth. Medium to medium high carbonation. No harsh hop derived astringency. Very light, smooth, alcohol warming. Not a fault. If it does not inter- intrude... I was going to say interlude for some reason don't into interlude. overall balance. That was a way too many syllables in that. Don't interlude into the overall balance, please. Oh, fuck you, Triple. <laughs> You're the worst. Stop and interluding. The Comments. Previously might have been a subgenre of American amber ales or double red ales. Hoppier and stronger than the normal products, but still maintaining the essential drinkability by avoiding sweet flavors or a heavy body or finish history a modern ip or a modern american craft beer style based on american ipa with malt flavors of an american amber ale and this was history we're getting we're, you're getting into voices again i'm sorry man i can't <laughs> I, so watching the stream my face has gotten redder and redder like <laughs> damn you triple <laughs> I haven't even been uh, drinking anymore i know <laughs> characteristic ingredients similar to an american ipa but with medium or dark crystal malts possibly some character malts with light toasty aspect May use sugar adjuncts. American or New World finishing hops with tropical fruity, citrusy, piney, berry, or melon aspects. The choice of hops and character malts is synergistic. Ooh. Ooh, Good word, Gary. That is a good word, Gary. They very much have to complement each other and not clash. They have to. They have to. They They absolutely, they gots to, guys. They have to be synergistic. Synergy. 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 All around synergy. Gary had just been to like a corporate meeting. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) We need to be synergistic. All the cogs have to mesh together. Two row. Some caramel malt. Some of that. Let me do a style comparison on you real quick. I like that. Similar to the difference between... You can't. You shouldn't start a sentence first of all with similar to the difference. But okay, similar to the difference between an American amber ale and an American pale ale, a red IPA will differ from an American IPA, with the addition of some darker crystal malts giving a slightly sweeter, more caramelly and dark fruit-based balance. First half of that sentence was unnecessary. Mm. A red IPA differs from an American strong ale in that the malt profile is less intense and there is less body. A red IPA still has an IPA balance and doesn't trend trend toward barley wine-like malt character. A red IPA is like a stronger, hoppier American amber ale with the characteristic dry finish, medium light body, and strong late hop character. I really appreciate something about the BJCP in that they try to do style comparisons. I don't always appreciate how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always great. 
Because this one got pretty confusing in the explanation. I see where they were going with it. I feel like it could have been about half a paragraph shorter. Okay. The fact that you start with similar to the difference between something else, you don't need to do that. You don't. You could just like start with much. the middle of this sentence, which says a red IPA will differ from an American IPA with the addition of some dark crystal malts, mm-hmm. giving a slightly sweeter, more caramelly and dark fruit-based balance. You could have started there. Okay. But regardless, um, we will move on. And talk about something that is one of my favorite parts, besides the flavor, when we have a beer to try. Vital statistics! Statistics! Alright, we're looking at an IBU range of 40 to 70, an SRM of 11 to 19, an OG of 1056 to 1070, final gravity of 1008 to 1016, and an ABV of 5.5 to 7.5. Some of your commercial examples that you can find around you, maybe, unless you're us. Green Flash, Hop Head, Red, Double Green red, Flash, I- fun fact, closed. What? Uh, or they're going out of business. I just heard that this week. Did not know? Yep, the rise and fall of San Diego's Green Flash. Hmm. Yeah... I was not aware of that. They are in some issues right now. Huh. Yeah, no, like, it literally just happened. So, soon you won't be able to find them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that beer is called Green Flash Hophead Red Double Red IPA. Parentheses double. Which is quite, quite a lot of words. So, sold on April 4th. Dang. Sold to what? Um, it was sold at foreclosure to a private equity group. Oh no! Yeah, Green Flash did some. Well, some apparently mistakes. they took out a massive loan to do massive expansion, and they weren't able to keep up. It. Whoops. Yep. That is unfortunate. Uh, and more commercial examples: Midnight Sun Sockeye Red. Sierra Nevada Flipside Red IPA, which if you're in the U.S., you should be able to find in most cases. Unless uh, well, asked. unless you are not, unless it's not season for it, because it's a seasonal. I suppose, yeah. Which was I just issue. know that that's one that I've definitely seen. Yep. But I've had it, too. It's just, yeah. Oh, I've also seen Summit Horizon Red IPA. Yep. That is more of a Midwest yeah. thing, though. Yeah, that's true. And then Odell Runoff Red IPA. I've not had that one. I don't think I have either. Nope. I don't think I've had the Horizon Red. I think I've only seen it. I'm really bummed about the whole Green Flash thing. Like, they were one of the first West Coast IPAs that I ever tried. Yeah. Green Flash made good beers. Yeah. I like Green Flash. They just made poor business decisions. Apparently so. That's too bad. It's kind of a bummer. All right. Uh, What kind of hop should we put in this thing? Well, should we talk about Malt Bill first? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. talk about that. Um, so I did something a little different with the malt bill, and I want to know what you think. Ooh, a twist. Right? Uh, well, a little Shyamalan bit of a twist. twist. A little bit of twist. So, all right. I, I, apparently, it's a twisty day for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm pretty standard. Start with some two-row. 
eight pounds of that stuff. Throw that in there. Just be like, no, I think we should not use any base malts. Um, <laughs> you're not. You're, you're done now. Uh, then uh, some Crystal 40 and some Crystal 15. Two pounds of each of those for some color and gotcha. uh, body. And yep. then I'm thinking like a pound of wheat malt, red wheat. You want some red wheat? Yeah, for color, a uh, little bit of that, like, weedy character, that, like, wheat sweetness, and some of, like, they have that big, like, those, those like, big proteins. How much of that? Just a pound. So, like, 7% of the grist. I think that'll work. Yeah, right? Like, I, I, I thought it'd be fun. It's, uh, it's a character malt. Yeah, I mean, it's something. Like, it's something new. Something yeah. different. Play with it a little bit. Well, it... it I mean, it allows character malts and sugar adjuncts. So, okay, I mean, yeah. we can fit in just fine Yeah, somewhere. Uh, and we're looking at about a 6% beer right now. That brings us to an OG of 1066. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, And then, so hops. And then with yeast, obviously, we're using Denny's Favorite 50. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, you found it? Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, so we're using that because why not? Uh, and then hops. I don't know. Like we can literally go anywhere with this. We're yeah. looking at a bunch of sweet characters, so I'm thinking something like tropical fruit like maybe, but it's a lot of caramel. Like maybe some pineapple would be good. Uh maybe some melon. I, or do we wanna go with the piney citrus? I feel like piney citrus isn't gonna go super great with this. Um El Dorado? We do Eldorado. Have we done a, an Eldorado beer yet? I'm not sure. I don't know. I just... It, you said pineapple, and I went Eldorado? Yeah. We can rock some Eldorado. Let's do Eldorado. I think that's fine. A little pineapple mango. Uh, should we do any dry hopping? That's not somewhere that I'm at on super knowledge yet. Well, I, you know, I don't think we've dry hopped any during our thing yet, have we? We have not. Right, well, let's dry hop. Let's dry stuff. hop it. Let's dry hop. All right, so we're going to do a 60-minute edition, a 30-minute edition, mm-hmm. a flame out, mm-hmm. and then a dry hop. How do you add dry hop on this stupid thing? That dumb thing. I'm just going to do another zero edi- edition that's going to mean dry hop. Can I do this here? Like this. How does how does this not have dry hopping? Anyway. Okay, so let's see. Oh, that's too much. Nope, that's also too much. <laughs> well, El Dorado said. Yeah, it's a high alpha it's, acid. It's got a lot of acid. Um force. 46 IBs doesn't seem like enough. 66 seems better. What are you looking at? Uh, well, I'll dry half with an ounce. Okay. Here's what I got. Half an ounce at 60 minutes. One ounce at 30 minutes. Half an ounce at flame out. And then dry half with an ounce uh, for 66 IBUs. Beautiful. That fits. Right. An SRM of 13. SRM of 13 is perfect. All right. And this will be good, like, because this will be about end of June, early July when this is ready. Yeah. That'll be nice for that. A good IPA. That'll be nice. Dude, we should bring kegs up to Madeline this year. Except we can't get any ice. That's an issue. Never mind. Kegs are a bad idea at Madeline this year. (laughs) 
it was a good idea while I thought of it. Yeah. And then it wasn't when I thought through it. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to recap that recipe, eight pounds of two-row, uh, two pounds of C15, two pounds of C40, and a pound of red wheat. And then we're doing half an ounce of El Dorado at 60 minutes, one ounce at 30 minutes, um, and then another half an ounce at flame out, and then dry hop with an ounce. And we're going to ferment with Denny's favorite 50 from Y-Yeast, which is Y-Yeast 1450. Thanks, Denny. All right, Denny. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, and I think that's all we need to do for the show today, right? Is that? It seems that about it? right. All right. So I should probably find the outro music, which is right there. Figure it out, bud. I gotta figure it out, man. I got all this under lock and key. Figure it out. Hey, man. I did. Guys, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like to watch us live or just support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewstudios and become a patron today. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Or you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blindinstudios, and we go live every Sunday with the Department of Defense at 6 p.m. Central or the Legends of Lothos on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.